Do I start singing the jingle now? Right or? now. Oh, right. Okay. Ba, 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 da, ba, ba, it's the Wilco Show with Pete. Pete's not here. Well, this, this is, is an, off to a great start. Man. This is an adult conversation. I invited Pete, but he uh, regretfully de- declined. Was it because I was here? I think you're too smart. That's, uh, well. Everyone here today is Simon Atkinson. Hello. Photographer, filmmaker, magician, um, human, and everyone writes. I'm going to call you an activist. That's a stretch, but yeah, let's yeah. go with it, sure. For loves, the sake of the podcast. Loves politics, tech. Love it. What else? Um, animals, dogs, lasagna. I don't know. What? Footy. 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 Actually, there's a topic. If we want to get yeah. passionate about something, let's talk about footy. I don't really want to talk about football at this current moment in time. Zero and knock, six, knock. the swans. I think oh. someone's trying to get in. No. Knock, knock. Oh, who's there? Owen. <laughs> Owen six? Yeah, that's it. Uh, well, yeah, when you tweeted me that joke, I didn't get it. I don't, oh, no, I don't even know what it. to say that. I thought this was going to be a smart podcast. And yeah, here but we are. Look, you get a knock-knock well, you just You prey on me when I'm weak. It's 90% of the time, Dan. <laughs> you're strongest when you're sleeping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jeez, I'd say, what, one minute 30 in, I'm already copying it. I wish Pete was here. <laughs> At least someone else would cop it. Um, you followed GWS. How did that come about? Um, basically born and, well, not born, actually. I was born in Sydney, so it's even closer, but raised in Canberra. Mm. Um, and it was all about consolidating my sports teams. I go for the Canberra Raiders in the NRL the Brumbies in the Super Rugby and did go for Essendon in the AFL and then they just happened to go through a patch there where it wasn't too fun to support them. Jumped off the bandwagon at the time they need you most. Just before it happened, really. Uh, they, they weren't a fun team to support. Mm. You go to a game and then you'd have all these people going, no, we should win this game, we should win this game. And it's like, no, the team's pretty crap at the moment. They're probably not going to win. And so when they inevitably lost to Carlton or something like that, mm. they'd just get real angry. No, we should have won that. We should have won that. No, no, you didn't. Shouldn't have. And then when you play good teams, say the Hawks, Geelong, something like that, we should have won that. We should have won that. No, you definitely should not have won that. It was not a fun team to support. Um, my interest in footy was waning a bit because of it. Then the whole drug saga happened, and that's a whole different story. But it's not because of that, really. GWS were a very fun team at the time this is when they were 2014 so they weren't good how long have they been around for uh 2012 2011 2012 i think so 2014 i remember watching gws versus bulldogs which is now blossomed into a fantastic rivalry Mm. round 23 daniel g and syracuse's um last ever game eddie had stadium and gws pulled off the upset um yeah a really close game i thought yeah that's definitely a team i want to get behind they seem like fun. Who knows how crap they're going to be? Because you can talk about all the uh, draft concessions and Riverina and Academy prospects and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, they've only won one final. Let's be realistic here. And they haven't won a premiership yet. So let's just wait until they do all of that before we start talking about doom and gloom. They are a very good side, but there's a lot that still has to happen to win a premiership. Anyway, back to 2014. I thought this is really good sort of lost a passion for for Essendon for a few years now so why not get all my teams camera team really GWS I do have camera on the back and um of the GWS jersey yeah yeah camera on the back it's a sponsorship thing but 
um, it's there. So went for them, became a member. Yep. And uh, the rest is history. Do you feel that uh, with the uh, like that S and M behavioural thing? I find that with their supporters as well. Uh, do you find that's why Carlton supporters are a bit more relaxed? Like Carlton have sort of accepted that they're they're kind of shit. They're coming good. But do you know what I mean? Like, you don't go to a game and, they, you know, I, th- I reckon most Carlton supporters go to a game and probably don't expect to win. No. No, it's the same with Melbourne supporters too. And, yeah, so they, and, but I love them getting up and about when they win. And this is the thing about GWS. It's the same sort of thing when I started getting into them. You, you go to a game, you're expecting to get flogged. I mean, they mm. hadn't made finals and they hadn't won more than they'd lost at that sort of time. And, uh, yeah, it's a great feeling when you pull off the unthinkable and, oh, my God, we won. Oh my mm. God, we won. Get around the boys. That was fantastic. Wow. And so I think the same sort of thing happens with, yeah, Carlton fans now, especially last weekend. No offense. But on, I was there. They beat the Sydney Swans, by the way, which is Dan's team, in case people at home are wondering. Um, they played the grand final, Sydney Swans, last year, too. So it's quite significant. It's a worse starting. It's a worse from a grand final start. Are you, you going to edit this later on? No, nah, this oh, doesn't get edited. That's great. That's really good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was it was fantastic being at the game, and I think a lot of people went mm. to that game thinking, okay, Swans will turn it on now. They will smash Carlton. And that's what I thought would happen Wrong. too. And yeah, it was a very nice atmosphere. Have you been to a game at GWS? Yes. What What's the crowd like? Uh, tame. Uneducated. In football? Yeah, well, well, it is Western <laughs> Sydney, so we can trot out some stereotypes there. But um, yes, mm. to put it bluntly, yes. Um, it's very family orientated. Oh, that's good. It is good. So everyone's on their behaviour, I mean, like... Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, the first game we went out to at Spotless was a, a Sydney derby, and um, Kurt Tippett was lining up for goal. We were three or four rows back from the front. He's just in front of us. He's lining up. People are sort of cheering, you know, a bit this normal sort of stadium atmosphere. And I yell out, go back to Adelaide. And people in front of me turn around like, ooh, I'm like, that, really? that's nothing. You imagine if you shouted Chewy on your boot. Oh, my God. Imagine <laughs> if I shouted an expletive like any game in Melbourne. Yeah. So they, I wonder if they get a huge shock. Like, do you reckon they're new supporters of the game? Or are they Sydney that's transferred over or... Mm, I don't know. Because they get a rude shock if they went to GWS like Collingwood or GWS Hawthorne Well, yeah, in exactly. Melbourne. Exactly. If you, if you travel down, it's a complete... It's just so different. In Melbourne, mm. you always have in your bay, aisle, whatever, you have that old man sometimes oh, there yeah. with somebody else, but more often than not, there by himself. And he's lining up someone... I mean, you could be on level four of the MCG, mm. back five rows of the Great Southern Stand. You're still going to scream out at someone every five seconds about how much of a spud they are, yeah. something like that. The weird. last three instances of this, for me, has been a female. In fact, Pete, and he's not here, I was... I can't tell you the level of abuse I cop from a female Geelong supporter at last year, at a final last year. Yeah. Unwarranted. Was that the, the prelim? Yep. Yeah, well, I would have been angry. Oh, I, I stood there and went, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do about this situation. <laughs> and uh, oh, it's, it was horrible. Mm. Like, it was horrible. Oh, mm. I don't mind. Like, I don't mind getting around, but, you know, you've got to go to the... If I ever go to, like, I'm not going to say abuse, but I ever want to be like, oh, come on up. You know what I mean? I'm always in the standing. It's always level one. And it's, you know, it's where rowdy stuff happens. Yeah. I'd never do that from level four or anything. No. 
I want the players to hear it if I exactly. yell out to them. Exactly. You might have that nugget of gold and you just think, yeah. oh man, I'm so glad he heard that. And that just I used to, a little bit. I used to love paying out Gary Moorcroft and Jamie Shanahan. Mm. I don't know why. I don't have any stories apart from that, but they were really fun. Why those two in particular? Shanahan was just rubbish at a lot of stages later in his career, mm. right? Um, which I always found amusing because a lot of his bad games came against Sydney or Collingwood, and my dad follows Collingwood. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, well, let's finish this topic of conversation, and we're coming back to that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I was just, uh, you know, I've got no problem in that. I think the players quite like it, I reckon. But, you know, you got to keep it kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, there are people going to be people there with kids. So yep. let's keep it. I think there's swearing out of it. You don't really need to swear. No, no, you don't. You can you can certainly insult a player, mm. but don't make it a personal. Like, don't you know somebody's got a you know, ill relative or they're going through something in their personal or life. Race. Don't ever. Ma- oh, and I mean, race should mm. go without saying. Really, it doesn't know. It doesn't. A lot of problems in Adelaide. Huge problems. Mm. Huge problems. And you think. I mean, when the showdown happened the other week and you had Adelaide fans racially abusing Port Adelaide players, you'd think after what happened at the showdown last year mm. with the banana-throwing incident that maybe Adelaide fans would have taken stock and gone, actually, that's horrible. I can't believe that happened. And gone, why would I do that? But Why do you think that exists in society? Like, I think that racism is more prevalent anywhere in sport Around the world, you look at uh, one of, I'll say the best, I don't mean it this way, one of the best examples is Barcelona. Mm. Like the uh, when they play away, um, there was a player there a few years ago now called Samuel Eto. Every time that he'd run, he was a forward. So whenever he'd run, like shoot or like score a goal or take a corner, the crowd, especially in Italy, huge, huge problems at Juventus and Milan teams. And they'd throw, there would be tens of banana peels thrown at him mm. when in the corner flag. Mm. And they docked them points and they then have to play in closed stadiums. And then, so like the community suffers, right? Still goes on mm. all the time. I mean, you know? I can't speak for Italy. I mean, I, I assume it's the same base. Well, it's human, right? It's human. It, well, I'm going to say it's human nature. It doesn't make any sense. But the fact that it happens at such a big scale, mm. yeah, 100%. Like there's something intrinsically wrong with the education of those people, mm. you know, and mm. I firmly believe that must be, that must be that race, that deep seated racism where people think it's okay or just say it without thinking. That must be a byproduct of your environment, 100%. Well, the woman who, I can't remember whether she was going for Adelaide or Port Adelaide, but. Port Adelaide she, to Eddie Betts, wasn't it? Well, no, that was the banana, that one, but the, okay. the most recent one, um, woman in Adelaide who was abusing. Is it Patty Ryder online? Oh, and, I did hear about this. Yeah, and she yeah, said, yeah. oh, it's it's not racist. I don't believe it's racist or some part Aboriginal. And I'm like, well, that may be the fact and that's fine, but it's still not up to you to decide what's racist exactly. and what's not. If you go someone about the colour of their skin and that's up what they're going for, that's racism. Mm. And it's... It, Excuse the pun, but it's a pretty black and white issue, really. Yeah, hundred percent. I always say that. You know, it's like a like a bully. Like, you, if you're the bully, you don't decide what's bullying and what's not. You know, absolutely. It's good. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I do. I do think that's the thing. And then you know, you see that I, I I do have a. I don't know. What's your view on the media covering this? Do you think that it's a real beat up? Like you know, like I don't know enough about 
probably that Black Lives Matter movement, whether, you know, because it seems to me that the media are very quick to use that when it serves them and very quick to paint a very different picture when it doesn't. Yeah. You know, like there's Black, Li- Black, Black Lives Matter movements here in Melbourne. Mm. You know, like, you know, is that is that necessary here? Like, do you, do you, like, do you think that that's, you know, that they're free to express that? Um, you know, because there was a bit of power behind that. I, I don't know whether it was for the right, I don't know, the right reasons. I don't know if everyone there felt that it was necessary or maybe we just don't do it enough and we're not used to it so we automatically think it's foreign or something, you know? It's, it is hard to, to comment on it as a middle-class white, white male, male. Yeah. where, look, I mean, we're doing a podcast now and I assume that some people are going to listen to it. So, mm. hey, Presto, I've got... A, a mouthpiece right now that and it's going out there and people are hearing what I have to say and what did I do to do this? Not much. Yeah, I've never had to fight for my opinion to be heard. I've never had to suffer. I've never had to um, bear the crosses of my ancestors or anything like that to get to where I am now. I've had it pretty good in my life and, and that's a, a, such a blessing. I'm not a religious man but I do believe in blessings. I believe that um, you know we've got it pretty good and yeah, there, there's a sympathy to have for people going through those other issues but I do believe that it's it's not up to someone like myself to be the champion for that because it's inauthentic yeah and but it needs to support absolutely always support mm. it and and Go for what you believe is right, even if what you think is right is what I think is wrong. I mean, that's that's opinions that's right opinion, there. That's yeah. what makes the world an interesting place. But um, yeah, I, don't, I certainly don't think it's my it's my place to champion a cause like that. There are plenty of other people who can do a much better job, and I support them wholeheartedly. So, where do you sit on things like uh, you know, like uh, yeah, Andrew Bolt and things like this, right? So, when someone says um, you know we have an issue with uh, let's say Muslim or Islamic things like that and they go well you can't and everyone goes oh mate you're an idiot shut up and they go well hold on you're censoring my free speech I, lo- I love this topic because I, I don't know like it's such a scale thing like when does that stop when doesn't like when are you just an ignorant idiot I wonder you don't have to have an answer for all this by the yeah, way yeah well that's a hard one I feel though. like not having an answer for it makes me an ignorant idiot <laughs> no you just have it's just it's, it's compli- it is complicated oh, it, is. It, it ain't black and white that sort of stuff like where does that you know, where does one person's opinion sort of start and end, you know? Um, I've had a mind blank and I've forgotten her name, but the um, the woman who put up the Lest We Forget Manus Nauru uh, post. Uh, uh, Yasmin Abdel. That's, yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've completely forgotten the name. But um, to me, like, it's fascinating where you see a lot of columnists who have been pushing the free speech, especially in the passing of Bill Leake and, mm. and dredging up a lot of what he did in his later career. Um, that was, some would say, racist. Some would say very offensive. I'd be inclined to agree with some of that. Yeah. And so it's free speech. It's free speech. He was exercising his free speech. He's a free speech champion. Fine. That's fine. I don't disagree with him for the ability to say it. And, and you know, I don't agree with it at all. But yeah, sure, absolutely say it. If that's what he believes in, say it. Mm. So you can't turn around then and then when somebody comes up against their view and says, what she's saying is un-Australian, what she's saying is un-Australian. I mean, we don't have free speech in this country. It's not 
we're not the USA. We don't have... It's not written no, in something. Yeah. No. But we are pretty... Um, uh, our society allows us to be able to say things yeah. that we like to say without fear of getting thrown in jail and locked up. But you get, but you know, you get the fear of being harassed online, and you, you know, like that's what that's what happened to to Yasmandel. Uh, like she got hammered and had to uh, take back whether she deliberately took it back or was for, or you know, I don't know. Mm. But oh, she may have taken it back purely to just avoid controversy. And just if be like, I'm just, I don't, you know, I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to take if it she back. put that out on the 9th of June this year, what happens? Probably nothing. Probably nothing. Gets gets told by someone like, there's an odd time to put this online, perhaps. Odd three words to use, lest yeah. we forget. Yeah. And that's it. Mm. People get overly protective of shit like that. Yeah. Important day. Totally, you know, and everything like that, but shit like the you know the landscape's changing like people there's there's other things that are happening since 1945 with no disrespect to, to anyone that influence the world that that mm. you know i'm not going to say they're more catastrophic but they're far newer and people understand them more because they're alive mm. you know like uh, i think that you know all that sort of things and, and you know getting onto that that like um i don't want to make it all political but you know it's uh yeah, I, I, I think I touched on it with the podcast or something. I can't remember. I was talking to someone. I, I have a big issue with the way that the liberal media are covering the US right now. Uh, it's just, I'm not going to, you know, you know that I'm far against Trump as much as anyone else. However, I have a big problem with the way that my news feeds sit and the, the kind of stuff that, that's being reported. It's a fucking waste of my news feed. How so? I think deliberately, I, I think publications like GQ um, stay the fuck out of the news in terms of that's not why I followed you. That's not what got me interested in your, in your product. But, you know, they're doing weekly videos hammering Donald Trump, like hammering them, right? And then there's something in there that there's, there's a lack of, there's a lack of medium and it took me to the point that I now follow Fox News on Twitter mm. and shit like that because I'm like, you know, you get both sides and somewhere in the middle, you could educate yourself to come into some sort of opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, it's just, I, I think that there needs to, there should be like a bipartisan view. There should be a middle ground where these are the facts. The writer can have their opinion, 100%. I get that. But it's simply just writing such one-sided and is super one-sided well this is where places like cnn nbc the mainstream media Mm. are meant to meant to be they're meant to present the facts as they are now whether they do that or not i'm you know well cnn i think cnn and and um new york times have come a bit more into the middle Mm. over the last probably like six months oh not that long three months i guess what also happens when you have a 24-hour news cycle and you know, news is 24 hours, but news isn't breaking every minute of every hour for 24 hours. So you need to fill it with something. That's you when reckon? you get. A, that's when you get a pin. It's breaking somewhere, but it's not. You in know, their backyard. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to be running. You know, yeah. The lead story will sit up there for six to 12 hours. If it doesn't develop, if it's you know, Trump said this about whatever, and he went to sleep about mm. 30 minutes after that, and he's still asleep, and it's been six hours. Like the the story doesn't develop, mm. but he said some pretty inflammatory things for instance they'll dish out opinion pieces they'll bring on commentators they'll they'll cut to one of those 
eight screen mega walls of people in all these different cities around the world who are talking over the top of each other and yeah, arguing yeah, yeah. and arguing and arguing. And that's when you get opinion. That's when you, you don't get news per se. You get opinion. And, and but that's perhaps, fine. Opinion can educate as well. Opinion, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Opinion can educate. Um, I mean, that's why we're partially here. I, mm. I, I assume so. But it's not here are the basic facts here's what was said here's what the context here, here is the context of what was said um what it's referring to what the history is on this um why this is a hot topic mm. and then you can go oh well you know he's talking about bombing syria and it was after dinner entertainment and something about a fantastic chocolate cake and he got oh, the name on, of the country wrong hang on hang on yeah yeah you think it's the country wrong so th- what you really got to think about then is well, actually, Syria. What's going on there? Maybe I don't mm. know enough about Syria. Oh, well, this is happening. It's people getting fucked up. Yep. Basically, on a daily level. From like three different sides, really. Yep. Well, four. Really. Yep. Like it's 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 heavy. I, I will not to detract from the seriousness. I, I this has popped into my mind a couple of weeks ago. Snapchat did a. Uh, uh, you know, like a geotag when you can submit all your stuff to Baghdad. Mm. And it was pretty cool to see in there, like, you know, it looks like, and granted, you're only going to get to see whatever they decide that you're going to see, but it looked like that people there were having a bit of fun. I saw like a lot of greenery and things like that. And it was a pretty cool insight. Like, you know, they had probably 40 stories mm. from random people. Yeah. I like that side of it. But again, heavily curated, you know, Absolutely. who knows what someone else has put in, mm. you know, mm. that they don't want to see. Or something like that. But um, anyway, I just know that you're into the politics. I know we have good discussions about this. We do, we do. Um, I mean, I think we're 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 sort of on the a similar a similar values and similar opinions on a lot of it. So there's that echo chamber effect, which is a whole other topic. We, you've got your you've got your Twitter account on lockdown. I don't, and I know that we have quite a few listeners in America, so I'm sure I'll cop some. No, some no, no that's, that's fine. People are welcome to send grief my way. I have no <laughs> issue with that. I'm like to think I'm pretty reasonable and rational, and I won't be offended if people disagree with me, and that's that's fine. Would you go to North Korea? Yes. Why? I haven't been there. Mm. Seems like an interesting place. I agree. Probably wouldn't go there now, mm. um, lest I end up on the wrong side of a nuclear war. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I would be interested to go there. There's um, is it North Korea? It's got to be North Korea. There's a fascinating building. If we want to Google it here, just so I can confirm it and yeah. lead people down the garden path. Um, it's put like you know, cool skyscraper Pyongyang, and that should be on it. It's um, how must spell how do I, how uh, do I Py. Oh yeah, that's it. O N G. O N G. Oh yeah. Oh, that came up for a second. This is the best podcast ever. We're talking about North Korea now. We're just talking about how to spell Pyongyang. Oh, yes. okay. One of these ones. This one. Yeah, that's the one. This big Hotel. Delta Thunderbirds. Uh, go looking. 105 story. Oh, that is a. Construction began in 1987 but was halted in 1992 as North Korea entered a period of economic crisis after the fall of the Soviet Union. Wow, that is a cool building. Partial opening was announced for 2013. I skipped a couple of lines there, so it took a while. As of 2017, the building remains unopened. So 30 years. It's 105 stories. Ragyong. Ragyong? Is that how you would pronounce that? Ryungong. Ryungong. Yeah, hotel. R Y U G 
Y-O-N-G. That is a super cool building. It is, it, exactly. It is a fascinating piece of architecture. And it was not surpassed in height until 2009. Yeah. Well, wow. 63rd tallest building. And, you know, we see here in Australia, we see lots of footage of, you know, this Cold War style architecture and, um, you know, See, I see a lot of colours there, a lot of like greens and pinks mm. when I've seen it. The limited footage, I think Vice might have done something there, a short thing, and you know, you're pretty doctored there, like what you can and can't film. But I reckon it'd be super cool to go there. Yeah. Talk to the people. But I mean, you think about, I mean, we've all seen pictures of Pyongyang. We yeah. all think it looks like, have you seen this before? No, I've never ever seen that. And that building is awesome. You think that building in any Western city would be the centerpiece, be the showpiece. I mean, it looks way cooler than the CN Tower in Toronto. And that's yeah. uh, Space Needle in Seattle. And these are things that you think of when you when you think about Seattle and the buildings here. You think, oh, Space Needle. Wow. Oh, uh, Eureka Tower. Like, this is a incredible-looking building. Incredible-looking building. It's like being edited since it started, maybe. Mm. You know, like these windows are like... They look a bit different or something. Get online people at home and have a look at this building and, and you know it's just on it's just something that looks really cool 330 meters tall isn't it weird though that it's stopped uh, again after this after the soviet union expanded isn't it weird that a that a um a uh dictatorship you know a communist country stops because of economic crisis is that weird yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Shouldn't it just flow? On? Shouldn't it just well, flow on? Like, where else, they, where else are they getting money from? Well, it depends, I guess, on what they're spending the money that's around there on that they have. I could take a guess. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, breaching. Yeah, I'd love to go there. I, I'd, I'd love to. Mm. I'd love to go there. You seen those pictures of Afghanistan in the seventies? Yeah, yeah, they're cool. Yeah, like Iran in the seventies yeah. as well. Yeah, awesome. Mm. You reckon they'll ever come back to that? Oh, who knows? I have faith. Do you reckon we'll all ever all get along? No. See, I... See, God, I, that's bleak. <laughs> you, ever, you ever watched Star Wars? Sorry? Did you ever... Uh, Star Wars. Star Trek? Yes. With Jean-Luc Picard? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Next Generation. That's a great show. I feel that was foretelling our future. Very measured, like educated people. A lot... You know, for its early 90s, mm. the start in the late 80s, then early 90s. Females in big leadership positions, you know, a lot of power to people, mm. you know, thought process, still into galactic wars. I One, think that's a very... But, but peace amongst humanity. Exactly. Yeah. And there was a, a part of the concept of, from, from memory, I was big into Star Trek as a kid, but was it, they, you know, they had those replicators? Yeah. Yeah. So you go up to the replicator. Oh, like a fake, like, coffee, fake cup of coffee or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll have a meal. Ring. You don't pay for those things it was it i remember i think the ethos of it or something was you take out money mm. and just give people stuff for free it, you, it doesn't get abused yeah i'm sure people would would abuse it but what's the point of abusing something when everything is at the tip of your fingers like that yeah do you really need it what's there's your, no status on that what's your oh, no actually there is a status in this but what about like a unified global income you know much about that um, is that basically where we get, say the government says we get a global income sort of thing, yep. everyone gets paid $20,000 and then you are able to do what you want after that. Not so yep. much do what you want, but contribute to society in the way Yeah, like it, it still has a class society, mm. but there's it, it, the, the major aim of it is to uh, 
best as you can eliminate the poor mm. and not in a <laughs> not in a firing squad way yes. it's it's yes. in a not, you know no, you give them topia. enough that they can have a roof have a you know it's 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 a real basic uh, thought process at that level where it's that they have a roof they have security they can afford things they can have a shave a shower you know they can get you know i think that a lot of homeless people what they are they may not have any money but what they this is kind of getting deep but what they really lack is pride you know they're out of pride you know like you give them a shower clean themselves up they look good they feel good who knows you know maybe they're ready to go and you know i know, I know there's plenty of deep-seated mm. like you know other events you know depression and maybe assault and things like that like there's underlying issues right mm. Mm. but maybe something like that like a like an income you know universal income and this has been like floated a lot in the in the u.s lately it's not really getting anywhere it hasn't gone to like but from commentators over there but mm. i think it's uh like norway or sweden or something has like has no homeless it's always norway or sweden has no homeless Finland. people it's always them let me just have a look um look in theory i think it's a great idea in practice whether it's possible i'm not Nicknominist. I can't even say the word. <laughs> economist. I'm yeah. not an economist, and I'd never been good with numbers or money, so sort of thing. I stayed away. Someone wants to talk budget with me. Don't. Yeah. I won't. I won't be able to tell you anything about it. Um, look, in theory, it, it's a great idea. In practice, it's a whole other kettle of fish. Yeah. Almost this. Oh, maybe I've got to find out what it is. But there is a country like I actually think they've got almost, you know, not a lot of people. They Swedish government. They have thirty four thousand homeless people. Have a right to a home. Yeah, it's quite amazing. Mm. Anyway, I don't. I don't really know what the answer. Is, but I, you know, you worked in Docklands, so it's. I don't. You have many homeless people in Docklands. No, no. in the city, maybe I just notice it more, mm. but like huge numbers. Mm. Mm. You know, I, I don't really know what to do about that. No. It must be a safe house. And, you know, with that house, uh, the Gatwick Hotel closing. It's been bought up by Channel 9. Being, oh, really? What for? The block. You're kidding me. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm I not thought it was being turned into an actual hotel. That may be the premise behind wow. the series. But, no, it's been bought by Channel 9 and will be turned into a, another property for the block coming to screens in 2018 or something i'd imagine so it'd just be a whole lot of plants that will die after two years yeah i imagine probably most of south melbourne mm. and south yarra turak st kilda st kilda east all of that area i'd give it maybe about 2030 say 95 mm. percent of the properties in the, those suburbs will have featured in series of the block yeah turak yeah. has already yeah 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 no most of those places and they go for so much money just based that they're on a TV show. Yeah, yeah. And you go to that one, that one in um, in uh, like high, uh, not high street, whatever it is, high in Taran, commercial? or commercial. Yeah, the octagon looking. Yeah, it's one, totally cooked. Like and plants are all dead on it and shit. Like mm. people aren't caring mm. after stuff. Next to a service station. Yeah. I don't know anyone that would pay that much money next to a twenty-four hour service station on the corner of a main road. Hundred percent, I would. Right next door for you know some kind of like product. You know, I don't know. Blackout curtains all the time. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, fair call. Yeah, the, the light. The yeah, light, true. the noise. Who's buying the other side? Oh, no, it's one level, isn't it? All of it. Yeah, 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 you just get a... Yeah, it's a thing. Maybe just put the bedrooms on the other side. I don't know. I haven't looked at the plans. I don't watch the block. Yeah. What's your view on housing at the moment? In general? Do you reckon you'll ever be able to afford one? Uh, I'm going to need a few people to die, and then I might yeah. be given an opportunity, but I think 
I would rather they didn't. That's not really why I want to own a house. Oh, reckon- sweet, you know, so my parents died. Sweet, now I can finally get in the property market. What Woo! about the Italian way? What's the Italian way? Something like two or four percent of the population own all the bill or something like that, and everyone mm. has signs hundred year leases. Hundred year. Yeah, that's why they all move in with their families. I think we've established that Italy has a racism problem too. So, mm. do we do we want to follow down Italy's path? Well, that's in that's in their blood. That's no excuse, but well, they this come be from in their blood too. Yeah, but they come from a uh, Nardo, a very yeah yeah. We should have got him. Yeah. they come from a from a uh, just conquer, destroy and conquer civilization. Oh. You know, Caesar had they that. They anyway. or conquered. Yeah, I took most of the property here, and uh, now I'm giving you a hundred year lease. Thanks, Caesar. <laughs> you ever been to Italy? Yes. You like it? Beautiful place. Where? Uh, Rome, Venice, Cinque Terre. Oh, yeah. Which is beautiful. And Tuscany. Yeah, Tuscany's nice. Tuscany's lovely. Yeah. Venice? It's going to be underwater soon, isn't it? Yeah, probably. What goes under first? That or Miami? Sorry? That or Miami underwater oh. first? Miami's close to going underwater, man. I haven't been to Miami before, so I could... No, me neither, but it is close oh. to going underwater. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. That like or um, Manhattan's probably not too far away as well. Yeah, but they'll, they'll descend. They'll somehow elevate that entire... Imagine if that went... That'd be insane. Yeah. You been yeah. in New York? Yes. It's cool, huh? Beautiful place. Yeah. Most places are beautiful places. It's. Do you ever live there? Would I live there? Yeah. Maybe. My very, very, very good friend is currently living in Brooklyn at the moment. So oh. he moved over about a year ago. Yeah. Um, works in Manhattan, lives in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, we used to live together in Sydney. And so it's it's been interesting vicariously living through them yeah and yeah. seeing how he's adapting to it he's just you know coming out of a, a new york winter they're always fun yeah he's an active person runs cycles swims all that sort of thing yeah um when he was living in sydney he was living in queenscliff just north of manly looking out over the beach and so he went from there to <laughs> to brooklyn it's quite a difference yeah the I beach think. isn't as good no 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 brooklyn beach is a bit of a, <laughs> the break's not too good heaps of Sand- bodies in there <laughs> <laughs> Sounds not great. Surfing on the Hudson, not not the best. But um, yeah, no, I, I would live there. I would mm. live there. It's funny, when I went there with um, my girlfriend, Sarah, she described New York as people living like rats all on top of each other. Mm. But it's completely different. But it works, right? Yeah, well, it's a completely different system. It's unlike anywhere else. People say that about New York. It, it's, it's like nowhere else. And you think when somebody says that, or I, I think when somebody says that, Geographically, it's like nowhere else, and mm. you know, it's a, it's a city. It's a, it's a city of itself because it's you know you think of the stereotypical city. New York is probably the first one that comes to mind, but the way that city works is very different yeah, it's to weird. anywhere else. It's a anywhere weird place, else. in a good way. Like mm. it's just a it's a weird. Joint. I remember uh, I remember going to Times Square at like one a.m. Mm. and I was like, holy shit, this city does not sleep. Mm. Like there's thousands of people there. Mm. You know, it's quite amazing. Mm. What, what surprised me the most about New York is the amount of dogs. Yeah. Oh, there's oh. dogs everywhere. I, I saw not, dog not, walkers yeah. with like 10 dogs. Yeah. I mean, they're all on leads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're not just dogs roaming free. You can rock them around in Central Park, they can't. Yeah. In a couple yeah. of areas, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, people walking their dogs. And like, here in Australia, if you had a German Shepherd, for instance, let's mm. go for that, big dog. Mm. You'd say, "Well, I want to have a big backyard, yeah, space for the dog, space for myself, because you don't want to, you know, share a 
an apartment, apartment the size of like a one bedroom apartment here with a yeah. German shepherd and probably one other person underneath the same apartment above the same apartment because you're in this bloody building hmm. in the middle of Manhattan and yet it happens a lot over there it seems yeah that, that fascinated me I don't, I don't have an opinion on whether it's right or wrong but I thought it was fascinating it's kind of weird because, you know, we got all this land. I'd have bought a collie for a bit mm. and that dog was crazy. Yeah. Take down the park, see like, run around. Never run off, just run around. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, How? no wonder. It comes from the, fa- that, that dog came from a farm, right? Yeah. But uh, I was always like, oh God, like, how would you go with this anywhere else? Mm. You know? Mm. And where's a dog run in New York if you don't go to Central Park? I guess you just got to go to Central Park. Yeah, I guess. You know? I guess. There's too much shit going on. You let off the lead in the street. I don't know you have to be super well trained. Yeah, yeah, shit exactly. happens all the time there. Exactly. Yeah. But no, loved it. New York. Great uh, place. You uh, went to Japan not long ago. I did. What would you prefer, Japan or New York? Japan. Really? Yeah. They don't speak any English there, though, do they? Yeah, that's no in Japanese. Oh, really? Yeah. That's super Trying confusing. To learn a bit, and then um, yeah, it's not going too great. Yeah. A couple of things. But they don't speak English, do they? No, no, and and that was something that surprised me. Mm. Um, going over there because again Japanese culture here in Australia it, it's pretty prevalent you can't go anywhere without seeing a sushi, sushi shop or something yeah. you know you think oh okay Japanese culture it's quite westernized like they've got big buildings they've got it looks like any other western country mm. except with Japanese characters yeah. in yeah. the alphabet and it's really not like it's you've, you've got all the the temples the Torah shrines all that sort of stuff as well which is so much more obvious over there once you get there and, and it's absolutely beautiful country I say that about a lot of places and yeah everywhere is really quite beautiful but Japan I fell in love with the place I absolutely adored it people yeah they don't speak English but they'll go out of the way to help you mm. and, and figure something out for you um, pretty much the only English that you'll find there is on the, the subway and yeah. the trains and stuff which it's super easy to navigate but yeah, amazing country. What? Um, it's super clean. Very. Yeah, I remember that. I remember, I've never been there, but I remember hearing it's super mm. clean. Mm. Yeah, I know a couple of people that live there. Very um, efficient. Yeah, super efficient. You know, this is this is the thing that shits me. How there's not a train to Melbourne Airport it kills me. I was reading about this. I think they might have one by 2030. Oh, God. When I wouldn't I, even need a plane then. I'll just fly myself there. 30-odd million people. I think 34 million people use Melbourne Airport per year now. They expect that to be about 60 million people so by 2030. But hey, it's cool. We got Skybus. Mm. They got double deckers now, so it's double the capacity. I don't care. No, I neither do I. It takes 10 hours to buy a bloody ticket at that thing anyway. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I'll tell you a little uh, hack is if you walk down to the Tiger Terminal on the mm. other side of the main terminal, straight in, no queue for taxi. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. Five minute walk. Yeah. Minimal pain. Yeah, it'll save you five minutes in the taxi line because those things are huge. Are you uh, Netflix or Stan or TV or YouTube or all of them? Um, we have Netflix. Yeah. My girlfriend uses it more than I do. Um, I figure you'd love the docos on Netflix. I got put onto a good one, um, a design one. Uh, abstract. Yes. Very good. Yes, they have one on the photographer Platon. Platon, fantastic. That was, that was really interesting. Thank you, Kane. For uh, if you ever listen to this, Kane, thank you for recommending that. It was very interesting. Great um, doco, fascinating guy. Interesting guy, absolutely. Right. He's from Greece, yeah. The, yes, the, yeah. yes. And just seeing how his 
upbringing and the aesthetics of his upbringing how that translated to his work now and his style now was mm. really interesting so he, yeah so for those of you that don't know uh, it's a series called abstract i've spoken about it on here before from around tinker hatfield the air jordan designer yeah. but uh platon had he was um he shot uh bill clinton obama yeah gaddafi obama. yep and he was very, they're all very similar. Not all of his work, but all those ones for like Time Magazine are really similar because he shoots them from down low with like uh, like their hands or legs being the very, feature. Very wide angle. Yeah. And very distorted. And all on film. Yeah. Yeah. You got a film camera? Oh, here you go. I Sorry, do. Yeah. I don't have a Hasselblad. So I don't have a, a 35 mil. I haven't bought into the 35 mil craze mm. that seems to be sweeping around now. Um, Just staying cool and out of it. Stay rich, shoot digital. That's my, that's my <laughs> hashtag. Uh, no, but I have a I have a Hasselblad that I've had for. What does that mean? What is that? That's a brand, but what? what oh, is so it? it's a, a medium format camera. So you think thirty five mil? I mean, mm. that's self explanatory. The yep. size of that. Um, this has got one twenty film, so one hundred twenty millimeter. So it's a much bigger mm. film size that goes in there. So you get essentially higher detail. Yeah, is the the base behind it. But, you know depends as always it depends on the actual photo that you take as to whether it's a good photo or not you can have great detail but if you're taking a shit photo who cares if, if you haven't if you go to um simon atkinson photo on instagram some of like the best uh, i'm gonna say weirdest but they're not weird they're just you don't see them anywhere else the photos are insane unique can I go unique? That's probably way better. better. So, I, mean, I appreciate that. No, thank you. I yeah, no, 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 but they're sick. Talk to us. Talk to us more about it. Because this fascinates me, right? I had Mitch on talking about it. Mitch comes from like a super like technical way, mm. right? But I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel yours have done a lot more on like, like the the feel of like the shit. Like, because you shoot from like a, a different like aspect, right? Like from like down low or something like that. Or your photos look vastly different. Yeah. I... I mean, I never had any formal training on it. Just, again, burying into influences over time and seeing what looks good to me and what doesn't look good and then trying to avoid that. And, um, you know, it's all subjective. So yep. what I think is good is not necessarily mean it's bad. Um, I think one thing I've always been obsessed with is negative space. And, I th you know, a lot of what I have kind of goes to that. Um, at the uh, the crit you guys put on out at Caribbean Park, shot some of the fixed crit. Sort yeah, of some stuff. great photos and in that. Thank you. Uh, the um, the sky sky is always a big thing for me. I love big sky, and um, I love a lot of. You know, I think Death Valley, Utah, is an example. There, mm. you see a lot of photos from there. And you have this tiny landscape at the bottom of a frame, and this immense, immense sky, and. It, it, it's one thing that perhaps maybe goes under-recognised in, in a lot of landscape, especially with something like Death Valley perhaps, where you have this amazing, amazing geographical formations, mm. uh, geological, sorry, formations. Um, but the sky there is something that you just don't seem to get either and, and uh, anywhere else either. And that's, that's cool. And I think that's equally as part of it. So for me, big sky's a, a big deal because... Um, here in Australia, we have an amazing light. Um, it's drilled into me a few years ago. I used to be an avid reader of the Sartorialist. I dress like a bum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone at home is aware of what I look like. I'm kind of like cultivating a shitty moustache, a mullet, 
and I'm wearing a cardigan. Thank you look good. And a flannel shirt. Thank you look right. It's like your look. But I'm certainly not going to end up on the Sartori list, but he came to the Sydney once and... Um, see, none of these photos seem to have much there, but... No, we're not looking at death uh, so photos. Bottom right hand corner, monument, this one? Oh, monument that's good. you've got those. those wow, three it's massive like a, to put into context, it's like um, it's like city slickers or a wild west mm, scene, mm. but better, right? Um, Jeff Curtis from uh, who did a shoot for Matt recently, they went out there, Matt Cycling M they did a shoot out there recently and that, and that just drew it in. You see this amazing landscape and he did very well with, uh, I mean, I, I love Jeff. I've mm. loved Jeff for, for years and years and years. He used to work in a snowboard store and we were a Burton yeah. um, dealer and Jeff used to shoot a lot of stuff for Burton and you couldn't go through a catalogue without just seeing your stuff and going, holy shit, that's, mm. that's phenomenal. And it's always good when he puts up on his Instagram um, he puts up a lot of old stuff of I love his old stuff oh man it's his fantastic really good. it's fantastic he put up one the other day of um, from a Absinthe Films shoot and Absinthe Films had a they're, they're actually probably one of the main reasons why I've always been interested in film and video is because they once had a, a movie called Pop and the soundtrack was phenomenal the images were phenomenal and everything clicked on that for me and that to me it it solidified a passion for me to to work on on film and uh, film is in video rather than film film they did shoot on 16 mil but um to work with video to create yeah i guess just films that have coherency whilst not necessarily being a scripted piece if that makes sense yeah that there's the possibility to do that and to use images and music together it, it sounds simple but you, what, what's it called uh, pop P-O-P P-O-P oh. Absinthe um, S-I-N-T-H-E Oh, oh yeah. You know what you're doing No, how we how S-I-N-T-H-E I thought this was going to be the smart There we go Pop Absinthe films Yeah, okay right. I'm going to watch this later Yeah, yeah, yeah It's, re- it's really like cool um, It's trailer. what 10 years old now so, No, longer than that It'd be 13 years old perhaps Wow Oh, Travago, oh. that's not it. We need to have a conversation about pre-roll ads. See, because I have a problem with that pre-roll ad. You guys can't see it at home, but it was a 15-second pre-roll ad for Travago. Has your countdown, five, four, three, two, one, and you're going to click. Yep. You have five seconds to get your message out on a pre-roll ad if you're going to YouTube. If you make an ad, and now I'm getting opinionated, if you make an ad for YouTube that is longer than five seconds, you will not get your message across. Yeah, I hate it. That is a hundred percent. I don't want to talk about it. Makes me ill. Makes me ill. I don't want to talk about it. Who was the it, the U.S. insurance company that did those five second ads? As pretty old, they won a heap of awards. No, um, not sure. Dollar they, Shave did. It, so they were one of the first. Dollar Shave Club were one of the first to do those five second ones. Don't know. Don't know. Dollar Shave one. Club. Don't know. Dollar Shave Club. <gasps> Fire it up. That's oh why we're here. We've got this, we have a great Mate, big, massive you, TV here. What and are you are, talking about? No, I'll have to show you at the end because otherwise it'll, it'll, this is connected to the computer. But we're going to watch this at the end mm. um, and I'll post it. I've got to show you this, mate. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, I have come seen on, it. man. Yes, I knew, yes, no, that I was, seen, if yes. you hadn't seen it, that would have been weird. No, I have seen this one. Yeah. Um, no, Wait, I was a, a US we were talking in, about insurance yeah. um, company that, that did it and they had their entire message in the first five seconds of the ad. 
and then the actors would hold their pose and there was a great one the one that sticks in my mind was a family around the table and it's like, I know exactly oh. what you're talking about with the dog yes that doesn't and the stop. dog just starts eating yes and it just starts going into the plate and the actors are holding it together but they uh, just Psycho Psycho uh, Geico Geico no, Geico Geico yeah Geico close Psycho That's Jeez, I wasn't close and I was spelling it brand association for you yeah um yeah. yeah, that was very clever. I'm pretty fantastic. sure that they then, they did well in that. And I'm pretty sure that then it was either post that or pre that they took out a Super Bowl ad spot mm, to mm. get that. And and after the five seconds, the message, there was no message that they sold you. Yeah. But you were compelled to continue watching. Because it was super interesting. And you didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, who's going to break character? Is something going to happen? Uh, there was another one, a local one. Um, Fifi and Dave, Fox FM, I think they are. Yeah. Well, you know, they're not quite rivals. I mean... Well, but, you know. but a local example. They're, yeah, they're, local, small, small When Fifi, Fifi Box and um, Dave Thornton had a show, they had a, a pre-roll ad that was just them pointing to the little box in the corners and five, four, three, two, one. It had all the information next to them of what their yeah. show was and everything. So you could read it. Clever. And they got to that and then they'd just be like, why, why haven't you skipped the ad? Like, we've got... You skip yeah, the, we don't have the, the button's there. What are you doing? Stop waiting. Love that. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was... Imag- it was yeah. Thinking that. outside the box, whereas this Travago ad that just came up then was Travago, basically a 15 second TVC, which is going to have no Travago campaign monitor, Wix websites, <sighs> Ladbrokes, they can all go to hell. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, you also make movies sometimes. Sometimes, if you could shoot any brand in the world, what would it be? Nike, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Why? I got a brief, and my day job for people at home, are oh, you gonna say it? So you can say it. Yeah, I don't often say it, but um, I make promos. Um, but sick promos. The technical, t- thank you. The technical term is a creative. Um, <laughs> it's to bring us. Don't laugh. Um, it's to bring us in line. Um, our department in line with, uh, you know, where we are now, where marketing mm. is really the, the main goal for what we do. We market and. Um, in my case, I market the broadcast of Australian Rules Football. Um, and, yeah, so uh, I had a brief late last year to launch this season and our creative director came to me and said, um, what would be really cool, here's a song, here's a commercial track that we found and what would be really cool is if you make it like a Nike ad. And okay. Think, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think <laughs> Nike's YouTube... Especially at that time, because they just um, were coming off the back of the equality Rio. campaign. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. they had um, unlimited. Okay, was their campaign at the time. So they, they had a, a nice long um, ad. That I think it was two minutes um, about unlimited you, and it went through all their star athletes and yeah. all that sort of thing. And it was a, a really, really clever ad. And I, I recommend looking into it. Um, and having a watch of it, it's quite funny, quite enjoyable. And then they had some really serious ones about their star athletes, Serena Williams. Um, LeBron was in that one. LeBron was in one of them. Kevin. Uh, KD. Was KD in it? KD was yeah, in KD one. Was he was in the one, main yeah. one because um, yeah, had like some kid like trying to chop concrete blocks. And it's like the narrator's going, you can't do that. You, you know, that's yeah, not yeah. your sport. And then they had Kevin Durant next to him. He's like, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Paraphrasing. Um, so, yeah, that was really... That was that was great to be told mm. that we had a banging hip hop track. And it was good. It all was well received. Yeah, it seemed to go down pretty well. Do you get to take that when you go to another job? 
Uh, it goes on a showreel. Yeah, um, you get to keep that though. Yeah, like that's yours. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's it's, it's nice. I could picture you working. I could picture you working at like a, a, a like. A, don't take this offensively because I don't mean this company necessarily, but like a mashable, as like a like the head of something there. I feel like you know an upbeat cool. Not to say that you know Seven Network isn't that, but you know somewhere like super, where you can punch out whatever you want. Do you reckon they'll ever give you the keys to make whatever you want? Probably not because they got to service AFL, right? Well, there's always room for. How how would I how do I answer that? I guess. You have to know your audience, mm. and I think someone like a Mashable and a lot of a lot of um, internet-based companies can—they have a very broad audience. Um, they also have a very savvy audience that can challenging. Challenging. They like to be challenged. They like seeing new things. They're, they're a lot speedier, I think. And and this is not a, a detriment here. It's um, sometimes quite a blessing. Is that at at seven we have quite a defined audience Hmm. Um, so the challenge is to make engaging content for an audience that is you know used to a certain type of thing you know what they want yeah and and we it's more serviceable than other things necessarily yeah maybe yeah Yeah. and there's research and everything that goes into it to make sure that we know who we're targeting why we're targeting them how to target them and then it's up to us to effectively do that Mm. Um, there's a huge team of some very 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 good people out there doing very 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 hard work to to make that happen so um, it's all just you know small cog in the machine what company makes you leave where you are or organisation not necessarily blank check style just someone like yeah I'm sorry I've got to take that I've got to take that the GWS giants although if (laughs) The only problem is that having to move to Sydney, and no offense to anyone living in Sydney, but your city is I, an I, absolute I shithole. I hate Sydney. I hate Sydney so much. Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely to there, look at. It's fine. Yeah, it's lovely to look at. Horrible place to live. Streets are ruined. Yeah. Uh, everyone, it's just a, it's too hot. It's too humid. I'd like live there if I if I had a hotel like penthouse given to me as part of a work package. I could just live no, in the middle of the city. Still wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do anything Still wouldn't else. do it. I think the only thing that would make me do this, and I like to think my girlfriend's going to listen to this, but I have a feeling she probably wouldn't have got so lasted she this why, long. Why, why she wouldn't she? have lasted this long. She's got more important things to do than listen to me. She listens to me rant enough at home. She doesn't need to do it when I'm not there. Okay. That, that's horrible um, for her. But if they had like a high-speed rail that was relatively cost-effective between Canberra and Sydney, yep. maybe. Okay. Maybe. I mean... I would never call Canberra a shithole. I have a lot of problems with Canberra because <laughs> I grew up there. Yeah. You know, it's a love-hate relationship, but, mm. you know, can make it work. Can make yeah. it work. Yeah, yeah. No, it's but, um, yeah. I, no, I think, you know, broader than just GWS, obviously, I love them, but a sports team because I think then you also have a bit of a license to do things a bit differently. Um, I would say a team such as GWS has... And whether or not they effectively do this, I'm not 100% sure. But you have the ability to be a bit different, be a bit wild. Uh, you're you're yep. a fan of American sports. So you see yep. the social contents pushed out, not just on a team level, but on a league level. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things I've ever seen in my life, the Dallas Stars ice hockey team went to one of their games. They have a 
had a video before the third period called Let's Get Weird or Get Weird. <laughs> and it was two or three minutes, um, a Bauer remix of um, Jay-Z song Turn My Music High, I think it was. It's basically really offensive to the ears <laughs> trap music. Um, I love trap music for yeah. just going on record saying that. But um, And they just appropriated a lot of uh, movies, uh, footage from games, uh, some wrestling footage in there, that sort of thing. And then just... Like ice hockey, like punch on. Yeah, like punch on yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. But yeah. it was just a really stupid, in, the, in a really nice way, a really stupid video that went for really long and they played it so loud in the stadium and you couldn't not watch it because it was just so in your face so out there so weird force it down your throat exactly and i saw that and i thought we have a long way to go in ramping up crowds here but hey look mascot races have their places and yeah. I just think that was the 1980s. AFL just ain't built for commercialization. No, no. Because it ain't built for broadcast. What will be fascinating is if we, if at some point in history we will have, at some point in the future we will have an indoor stadium, like an Etihad stadium set without the retractable roof, mm. and it's going to have a jumbotron in the middle. Yeah. I think that is going to change the way we engage with sports in the stadium yeah. at the game I think that will change it because now you want to look at replay you turn your head oh hang on I'll do that away from the mic so it's more serious yeah. you turn your head and, and you turn away from the game but if you're you've got the game below you mm. and you see a replay above it you're man Eddie you're Stadium the, staying what do they engaged. call that the medallion club oh you got the TVs in front of you that's, yeah. that's, oh, what that's, are you talking about like a big jumbotron in the center. Oh, in the middle, like yeah. like at the basketball and stuff. Yeah, AAT Stadium. That's got to be a in, big in screen, man. Well, AAT Stadium in Dallas got the biggest one in the world, I think it is, or was the biggest one in the world. Yeah, and it still is. They, yeah, they hosted an NBA All Star game. The jumbotron's bigger than the court. Yeah, it's bigger than the court. Yeah, I agree. It's massive, and and I did a stadium tour there just so you all know. If you ever Google that and have a look at it, you can actually plug a PlayStation into it. No way. Yeah. Do you reckon they do that? Yeah, they did. Oh, really? That's what I was saying. Yeah, they had a Halo night there when they put it in or something. I don't, can't remember if it was Halo Imagine or something. That. Pretty cool. Yeah, I think they think we've got a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of tradition that needs to be broken to do that. And rightly or wrongly, that's that's part of yeah. the game. I know. It's, just like, it's steeped in tradition and, you know. But, you know, you look at the furor when, uh, in the NBA when they brought in dress code regulations after Iverson, yeah. right? Like your shorts couldn't be longer than your knees and things. I remember Paul Pierce. I, it was something like, it was something stupid, like $14,000 a game. Mm. And um, the story goes that Paul Pierce would just deposit $912,000 at the start of the season to the NBA and say, don't fucking bother me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you make as much as he would have been. Good, one, good doco it? on Iverson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, he's got a real interesting story, man. Yeah, yeah. What's he, it called? So, I think it's called Iverson. No, no and, it's easy to remember. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he he's got it. So he he was credited, isn't the right word, with bringing the gangster element into the NBA. Yeah, but he um he went to prison for one year or two years when um when he was in college. He he was always going to be a sports star, whether it was NFL or NBA. And he uh, he got sent to prison. Um, he grew up in a in a very white Southern American town, mm. and there was a big punch on in the bowling alley. There's actually video footage of him leaving the bowling alley as this fight breaks out. Mm. He got charged with uh, 
with battery and assault and got served to her, even though the overwhelming evidence to clear him. Um, white judge, white, you know, anyways, it's a really interesting story. His story, and he came back and he, you know, he had like a lot of issues with, um, with fame abuse, I'll call it. Like he released in a rap album. Do you know that? Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's a really interesting story. Um, as is customary with everyone, we always ask for your why words. I feel like we just didn't cover everything. You, can you going to come back again? Yeah, I can come back again. Yeah, I love yes. that. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll get paid in next time because you'll ask yeah. some stupid ass questions. I'm all for that. I like these serious podcasts. Every now and then, you, can, you know, people just get entertained. Now they've got to learn stuff. What's your wise words? They don't have to be a quote. Well, actually, no, there's a quote that has stuck with me and I like to th- appreciate the irony in saying this at the end of an hour-long podcast. One of my favorite quotes of all time is, it's better to keep your mouth shut and be thought of as a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Very good. And that, I think, is a good way to end a podcast. Really? Okay, I guess we'll end it. Simo? Thank Thanks. you very much. Oh, where are you going tonight, by the way? Just quickly. The darkness. I believe in a thing called love. Great, Jack. That's the one. All right, let us know how it goes. Thanks very much, oh, yeah. mate. Follow Thank Simon uh, at Simon Atkinson Photo on Instagram. That's where his best work is. Thanks very much. See you, mate. See ya.